Welcome back to Better or Worse Than Transformers. We take a movie or a TV show and tell you whether it's better or worse than Transformers, except for this week, where we are going to introduce a new segment, our Director Showdown, where we take two famous directors and pit their filmography and style against one another and decide which one is better. Yeah, we think it'd be a good change of pace, something to get away from comic book movies, so it'd be a fun change, something to do. Get away from comic book movies? Maybe. Well, oh my Why? God. Maybe for a week or two. Um, I'm your host, Joseph. With me is my co-host, Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? And Christian. How's it going? And yeah, no, we're, we're excited to try something new and, and uh, take a little break from the comic book movies. If you guys have feedback on it after hearing, you know, let, let us know or, on, or on, the, on the social apps. Absolutely. And if there's any other directors that you'd like to see pitted against one another, definitely uh, reach us and, and we'll put it on. Shoot them our way. Absolutely. We're going to do news and then, or it's a surprise who the two we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Except it's going to be in the episode description, so they'll probably already know. <laughs> okay. So I'm still not telling them. Um, so there's not a lot of news. We're going to go through it pretty quick. Um, the first thing is Spider-Man Homecoming. I've heard rumors that Nick Fury was on set with Maria Hill. That's confirmed. On mm-hmm. They've cast Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson, and Maria Hill. And in the, the tag of, like, the news, it says that they're working for a new organization, and they're, like, field agents. So that could mean S.H.I.E.L.D. re-going or something post-S.H.I.E.L.D., you know? Maybe they're working for, I don't know. I have no idea. But, yeah, they're, they're definitely, they're, they're, there's something going on that, you know, they're not on their own. So, so wait, who is Maria Hill? Kobe, Kobe Smulders. Smulders. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So those two are going to be in Homecoming. They're also in Captain Marvel. So you're going to get a lot more Sam Jackson coming forward in, in the Marvel Universe. Bringing which is good. back. Which is great. Seeing as he was in 20 seconds of the Infinity War tagline, which kind of felt like some disrespect. But no, it's exciting. I don't know how I feel about Kobe Smulders coming back. but I mean, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So this is going to play where Spider-Man's going to be on vacation with his schoolmates on a field trip, uh, summer vacation going through Europe. There's going to be Mysterio, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. It's going to be like the bad guy. And I'm sure S.H.I.E.L.D.'s going to be in on apprehension. Jake Gyllenhaal, I think, is going to be a higher-level villain, maybe. And maybe he, Spider-Man, now that he's Avenger, he's working for those. Maybe, maybe Avenger is like a government organization after after Avengers 4. Yeah. And maybe Spider-Man's an agent, and Maria Hill and them are working with him. You know what I mean? But I'm excited for seeing Spider-Man in some cool European locations. I'm excited for the Marvel version of Mysterio, if, if that's yes. officially where we're going, because, I don't know, I, I feel like the technology's there to make it real cool. Yeah, and Spider-Man's about to have a big come-up, because the PlayStation 4 game's coming out September 7th, and you're going to hear a lot about that. Um, it looks awesome. Yeah, it look, like I'm getting a day one, it, look, it looks dope, it's going to be the best, you know, superhero game they're saying since the Batman game, so... I mean, look, the best Spider-Man game for me is still the Spider-Man 2 video game. People from the people, open people, world people, one? People yeah. are comparing yeah. this to that. Okay. That's well, that's a, that's a good game. sign. Yeah. yeah. The Oscars have announced they're going to do a popular oh. movie category. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, I, it's very pandering it's so to pandering. viewers, and they just want to get eyeballs on the show. If I was a winner, if, I, if they give that fucking thing to Black Panther... That would be the most racist thing they could find. Absolutely. Do. And I hope they don't. Like, if I was Black Panther, I'd reject that shit. I'd be like, I want best movie. Absolutely. Because it's the best movie. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's stupid. I, I don't know. I think with the, the, the tepid response, maybe Joseph mentioned this earlier, it goes away. I, I don't think they go through with it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. No, if, if it wasn't clear, the idea is that if they're going to add a... The, one of the main complaints that's been against the Oscars for a long time is they nominate movies for best picture that the majority of people have not seen, the majority of specific cinema goers have not seen. 
Um, Just go back and listen to our Oscar preview podcast where you go on a tangent about this. Yes. Because yeah. they're uh, not available to see. Yeah, it's, it's it, very difficult uh, to see yeah. them. You don't need a best po- popular movie category. Like Critics need to realize that popular movies have good qualities and put them in some of these fucking categories. Yes. Right. Like, Jesus. Not just like sound editing. And, yeah, and, like this is all subjective. They can put any movie in what they want. And don't it's, get me wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying that all, like, all popular movies should be, but there are definitely ones that have been very popular and have also been very good, but they get dismissed by being popular or being yeah, for sure. a type of movie that's not generally considered 100%. A, a higher quality by the Academy. There Black two, Panther's one of them. Absolutely. One of, I yeah. would argue that Fallout is I would one. also yeah, argue, Fallout's because the one. things they do in Fallout are simply incredible. They're fucking incredible. Like, there's it's some a, cooler things they could do. Like, do, like, best fucking movie stunt. Yeah, they've done like, You know what I mean? Like, yeah. do cool Oscars, like, for the year. Like, don't do fucking that shit. Best stunt, best choreography. Best fight yeah. scene. Yeah. Like, they, aren't they also, they're not televising the whole thing anymore. Well, really? yeah, the, the idea is that they're going to they're gonna replace some of the uh, technical awards with the popular thing and make it yeah. hopefully go yeah. a little faster. But um, which, if, if they did best fight and they did like the Mission Impossible six cut scene, they did like the Black Panther fight from like the waterfall with like, yeah, you know, yeah, Michael yeah, yeah. B. Jordan and like some of the Infinity stuff, Infinity War stuff, like, like that would get, like that'd be a, dope I mean, bet. like you get more viewers that way. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, you got to, you can get them in more organically than doing but, popular And, and there's things that still require talent and expertise mm-hmm. and are done incredibly well. That aren't just, oh, a lot of people went to go see this movie. Yeah, and I'd absolutely, I mean, we're talking about best stunt, best choreography. And, like, movies like the John Wick movies or movies like Mission Impossible, like, they've moved cinema forward in ways that other movies that before them had not. Yep. And I feel like that's the whole point of the Oscars is be like, hey, look, these are achievements that, you know, people are moving forward the medium. But we're just, I don't know, we just can't get, I mean, we can. The Academy just can't seem to figure that out. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, The next thing is Ruby Rose got cast as Batwoman in the CW Arrowverse as uh, the first, Batwoman's lesbian, I guess? Yes. Um, So Ruby Rose is bisexual, confirmed, I believe. I don't know. I think she's, maybe she's a lesbian. I shouldn't. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But she, <laughs> she, she, she is also an actress. Yeah. She, yeah. yeah so, I mean, but it, they, that was part of the tagline is, you know, she's the first openly well, I mean, I, to play an open superhero. No, that's a fair point. But um, I don't know. I don't watch any of those shows. Yeah, I don't I, I, I won't watch this probably. I know that there's some backlash. She just got off Twitter. So, you know, that's... I, I, don't, I don't really get the backlash part of it because I... I mean, she's perfectly suited for the she's role. She's absolutely troll, perfectly troll, suited. Yeah, yeah but role. trolls just love to hate. That's all it is. That's yeah. a fair point. But she is. She's a good cast. I, she kind of gets on my nerves. She's so, she's in the Meg. I watched the Meg, and she's very like stylized. Like everything she does, you can tell is very for her style. You mm-hmm. know. But I, I like her in much. John Wick. She's good in Orange Is the New Black. Yeah, those are the only two things I know her from, and I like her in both. Um, Triple X. She was in the new Triple X. Was she? The Return of Xander yeah. Cage. I don't remember all the people in that movie. What? Oh, I can't wait for Triple X 4. It's going to have Ice Cube. It's going to have Donnie Yen. I mostly just remember Donnie Yen because <laughs> Donnie Yen was really good at it. Anyway, and fucking Vin Diesel in a fur coat. Um, oh, yeah. Idris Elba speculation as the next James Bond. It's purely speculation. You don't sound very excited about announcing that no, news. Th- all right, no, I don't, look, they're going to do one more with Danny Boyle and Daniel Craig. Yep. Uh, now, if you're going to do Edith Elba, the only way that works is you you do it as a one-off. I'm and, fine and, with that. And that would be okay. I'm fucking fine with that. he's too old to invest the franchise into. So if, he, if he's your transition bond from, like, one franchise to your next, and you do it with, like, and I think Antoine Fuqua's in the story, you know, who did Training Day, did Equalizer. 
Like, then, yeah, that can make sense. You know what I mean? Uh, then I would, but it, it, as a one-off is the only because he's too old otherwise. That's my that's my hang-up for Idris Elba is like, okay, we've gotten, what, 12, 14 years out of Daniel Craig? Yeah. Um, I don't think you can get that out of Idris Elba. No, no that's why not. you do it as a, as a yeah, badass that's one-off. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. Like, as an, older, as an older Bond. You know, he can't yeah. be, he's got to be an older Bond. It's it's better to have Idris elbow once than to have never Idris elbow at all. That's a fair point. And, and if you look at it that way, I think it's possible. Absolutely, I agree. Um, the other, we're oh, still four years away from this movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, like, yeah. they, I would like an older Bond, especially coming off Daniel Craig, which you've gone through a whole... Progression as you know, the first one says, you know, he's coming like it's an intro and, and it's a, and then it works up. So I feel like this way, do it a different take, maybe. Also, how old was Sean Connery in his last Bond? He was pretty fucking old. Yeah, I think he was old when he got cast. I mean, he wasn't I mean, you both guy. watched The Wire, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, no, I, I love no, it. Idris Elba is a perfect choice for yeah. James Bond. He would have been a perfect choice when they cast Daniel Craig. Yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, the fear is he's just, you know, he'll Too be old. 50 or something by the time that movie gets made or released. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to see it. The uh, the other casting rumors I saw was some Irish guy I'd never heard of and Killian Murphy. Which, Ooh, that would be an interesting choice. Well, I think it would be an. Inter- I'm kind of interested in it. Killian um, Murphy would suck. Look, he, <laughs> he, he I just, that, that's a scarecrow. One hundred percent. That's my thought. My thought process is you know we we're in this world of like the physical bond. You know, he's the mm-hmm. physical, real, gritty bond. And for sure, Killian Murphy. Does not look like he could beat the shit out of you. Uh, but the thing I like about Killian Murphy is that, despite that, he's still got that thing in his eyes. Is like I could still fucking kill you. Oh, it's I like could from kill twenty-eight you with days later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the only one I think, if I was gonna, I would go Henry Cavill. Look, I mean that, that's it's a popular choice. I'm not yeah, upset about that idea. One, that's a ridiculous choice. Even more after so, he did a movie with Tom Cruise, he can make it like Mission Impossible. <laughs> Henry Cavill would be flying fucking helicopters and shit. Even more so than Daniel Craig. That dude could never be a spy because he is the most conspicuous human <laughs> yeah, being on yeah, the planet. For sure. But also, like that's not that, not that that's a problem. Not that you can't continue to move that direction. But that's essentially taking, hey, here's a Superman Bond and making him more super. Yeah, yeah, he would definitely be like Daniel Craig and Pierce Brosnan had a baby, <sighs> and that would be your James Bond. I, I mean, look, he, when you say it like that, it sounds <laughs> awesome. I know. I would love that. The other one I think would be Tom Hardy would be great. I, I think Tom Hardy. Hardy has the same the same problem as Idris Elba. He's, he's too get, old. He's getting up there. Is he? I think mean, he, again, we're talking about a movie that's four to five years away from now. Tom Hardy's in his thirties, right? Tom Hardy yeah. could do it if he's in like shape and he was. He's been acting since like two thousand, two thousand and one. Yeah, you, yeah but he, he was like twenty. You, you could get three out of him. You couldn't get five. So that would put him in a forty. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's you, how old maybe, Daniel Craig was when he was starting. Maybe you get three. Three, but you couldn't get five. But I don't know. I'm excited to see where it goes. Like I said. Eager Silva, I'm the biggest Eager Silva supporter. Wire, I would still say, is the best show on TV ever. Maybe Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones, but I mean, Eater Silva is the main reason for that. But he's just, he's too old, probably. I don't know. I want it. I want it. Even if it's just once, I want it. Uh, Last bit of news is Star Trek? I don't know. What do you mean? Oh, you Chris Pine. Yeah, Chris oh, yeah, Pine yeah, dropped yeah, out yeah, of Star Trek Star, 4. Yeah, sorry, I had, I had shorthanded notes, guys, and a lot <laughs> going on. Uh, yeah, so Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth, do, we're going to do Star Trek 4. It's a time travel story, possibly. But salary negotiations have bottomed out. Yeah, they, bottomed out is actually a better word. And yeah. it's not going to happen. But that sounds like, that. this sounds to me like they released this information to get it done. Correct. I, oh, get, yeah. I bet you it gets done. So we'll see what happens. 
That sounds like a stupid fucking idea to me. They were, I, from what I understand, they were I both already travel. under contract, but then they want the studio wanted to renegotiate for a lower salary, and they were like, "Oh no, we're yep. not going to do that." Because yeah, based on what Star Trek Beyond did, and yeah. Star Trek Beyond, like it did way less than the other two. Which is a bummer. But it was the best the, one. It's the best of the three. I yeah. don't know. Well, I, I really like the original one. I don't it, know, it's man. All, it's Beyond. more... It's Idris Elba. The third one's yeah, more Idris like... Yeah, Idris Elba's wasted in that movie. <laughs> he, is. Oh, he is in the Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. He that's is, a yeah. good pull. Um, yeah, no, it's it's more like the TV show. It's definitely like the TV show. Yeah, and that's a good thing, I guess, but I don't think that's what people... like. It was so different than J.J. Abrams, like, tonally. You yeah, J.J. Abrams made Star Wars when he made Star Trek. Correct. Yeah, 100%. And Star Trek Beyond is like, yeah... I'll, this is what it should It's been. a two-hour episode of the show. And I, I don't know. As a Star Trek fan, I love Beyond. I think yeah. it's... I'm not saying it's the only good one because I think Star Trek is a, the 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 reboot is good, but that's the best one. And I'm not, so disconnected. I like the second Star Trek is the best one. Hey, I you're, don't. You're think, wrong. I don't think Into Darkness is as bad as I, people make it out to be, but it's not great, dude. It's right. got that badass scene where like Chris Pine and um, Benedict Cumberbatch space jump. Yeah, with the helmet and their helmet cracks and like they're going ship to ship like, through the asteroid. It's got belt. the end fight where or Zachary. Quinto does the Vulcan grip on uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, and they're like running through the city. Like, there's a oh, lot yeah, of there's yeah. like a lot of dope ass scenes. In that See, movie. I don't know if that's and a the good opening scene. scene. The opening scene is like where they come down to the volcano with the. I, I do like that. The intro is cool. Yeah. I also like the one where the ship's falling and basically like they're sliding through. Oh, yeah. and, trying to and it like nice, blows up. Yeah, dude. Look, this is not this is not the Star Trek episode but <laughs> i re- i think that movie would have been fine if they didn't try to shoehorn the con thing in that's like, that's if, the problem if they it, just, was, it wasn't organic if they just made it his own villain i think that movie would be better because i feel like trying to make that work is what takes that movie down a notch if you just made con the villain but you, then you do the whole like wrath of con ending mm-hmm. where one sacrifices for the other and yep. the need of the many outweigh the need of few that's that you're right it's all shoehorned that doesn't need to happen the thing i think is like the first two it's all kirk and and spock it doesn't really focus on the crew at all. The mm. third one is all about Scotty, yeah. and it's about um, well, it's all it's Hank. all about yeah. Hank. gets with you know they they mix up the yeah. pairings. You know what I mean? And I think that's that's probably why it made less money because it was focused less on the star characters. But I think it's a better movie for it. I mean, it, it, it's all about Scotty because Simon, Simon Pegg wrote, wrote the script. Yeah, <laughs> but. but but I think yeah. Hank McCoy is a better part now. Like he's absent in the second movie for sure. He's yeah. horrible in the second one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or what him, they do with him. Alice Eve is like got a bigger role than he does in that movie. That's probably true. Yeah. And man, Carl Urban is so good as Bones. He's man. great. He gets he gets shitty fucking roles though. Like in that Thor movie, he should have done a, like he gets these little parts. I feel like he's bigger than what he gets now. Uh, but he he really shines in those little parts. That's no, he true. does. He does a good job. Like like have you guys seen Dread? Like, no, I yeah, love Dread. Dread's great. So we're done with the news. We'll see what happens with Star Trek. And you were right. We should have talked about John Luke Picard coming back aboard. Thank you. Don't don't go back on it. We don't give a fuck about Star Trek teams. It was probably the biggest news of the week. <laughs> <laughs> that might be true. It wasn't a big. It's fine. So um, um, you go. Oh yeah, no. So this week we're going to start our uh, our director showdowns where we take two directors, go over their body of work and general impact on cinema, and decide who's the better director. So the end, hopefully, we we want to end up saying X director is better than Y, y director. Correct. So this week we're going to be. Facing off Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino. I mean, we're really coming out with, like, not holding our punches. We're yeah. really shooting these, for the top of the list here. We're trying to get new listeners. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Yeah, and I these, think these are too good to compare because they're both very, like, violent. They're well-written, but they're they're both different, you know? Yeah. The mm-hmm. style is different, so I think it'll be a good 
people to contrast. They're very stylized yeah. in their own individual way. So yeah, I think they're. I think it's a good pairing. Joseph, um, you want to start us off telling us uh, Scorsese's filmography? Um, so there are several in the early filmography that I haven't seen, including probably two of the most famous ones, Taxi Driver and Raging Bull. Mm-hmm. Have either of you guys watched? I've seen Taxi Driver. Yeah. I haven't seen Raging Bull. I've seen Raging Bull once. Um, it's it's too old for me. It, I didn't enjoy it because, like like I said, some movies don't translate well to me because like I, they just look dated. Yeah. That movie, it, it was dated. It's a real problem. Yeah. But, is Robert De Niro in both of them? He is. Yes. Yeah. Raging Bull's about Jake LeMond of the boxer, correct? Mm, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen yeah, that yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's 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 just dated. I mean, I'm sure it was good in its day, though, but it's not for me. All right, let's keep going. You don't have any feelings on Taxi Driver? Uh, it's it's uncomfortable because it's like about a crazy guy defending a child prostitute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, that one probably holds up a little better. It's it's dark and it's iconic for a variety of reasons. Uh, you talking to me? Yeah, you talking to me? Because I'm the only one here. Uh, <laughs> I I. It's, who's it's the, probably who's, too dark. It's um. We're gonna have to, not have to go to the Foster. phone. It is Jodie Foster. Yeah, yeah we may have to go to the phone for some of this, guys. To pull. No, up we're gonna do great. We're gonna uh, be yeah. fine. Uh, we don't need phones. <laughs> pull Jodie Foster. That's right. a good we pull. Yeah. Um, it, it's just kind of uncomfortable. I think it's definitely it was like definitely a product of the seventies. My, my understanding is it's it's very similar to to the movie Drive in the sense that. that it's kind of like a. a I think Robert De Niro is a little more intense. Yeah, in Taxi Driver, it's like a quiet, it's like a quiet intensity to it. Mm. Yeah, um, but it didn't didn't Taxi Driver also inspire the guy who killed John Lennon? Am I crazy in that? You may be right. I don't know that okay, factoid I, I, if that's the case. If, I, I, I vaguely remember that he was like trying to impress Jodie Foster because he had a thing for Jodie Foster, and so he killed John Lennon or something. Oh. I can't remember. Anyway, probably moving on. Color of Money. I never saw. It. Nope. All right. Goodfellas. I think we've all seen Goodfellas, right? Yeah, Goodfellas is yeah. amazing. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty good movie. It's fantastic. Um, uh, Based on a story of Henry Hill. It's crazy to me that that's a real story. Yeah. yeah who, who's, last I heard, was still alive, and like he had fallen on hard times, and like he was like an uh, alcoholic like living out of his car. Really? Like, yeah, it was like way past point. They he should was make of, a sequel to Goodfellas. Well, he was like that. out of the mob and everything, so like yeah. no longer in protection, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. just... Dude, that dude didn't end up well. But uh, what a great cast! Too. Yeah, well, this this is a good movie. Uh, this is a good example of Scorsese's style. Some of the things that he really likes to do. He really likes to glorify like crime, organized yeah. crime, yeah, the yeah. mob. He really likes to underplay like you know, contrast these like hyper violent people with very like normal situations like hanging out in bars or going to your mother's house or all those kind of things. Yeah, that is yep. true. Um, so I, I, to me, this is where like Goodfellas is a good example of the things that I associate. With I, Scorsese's I, style. I feel like Goodfellas is the first one where he put it all together. I feel like, like the other ones you've read, I feel like he was still developing, and this is yeah. like his first one where he knocked it out of the park. I think Goodfellas is the, like the quintessential Scorsese movie. That's, like, yeah, it, it is the, uh, like, the pr- movie. There's probably one I like more, but it, it's probably the most iconic. You're right. That's probably yeah. what people like. I, I would say I like Casino. We're going to talk about that a little we bit are. more and maybe Depart a little bit more, but no one's going to argue Goodfellas. Who's the main guy? Who plays Henry Hill? I forget. Uh, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta, who's who's great. Um, uh, the guy from Home Alone. Yep. Joe Pesci. Go, good Look pull. Look at you. Nice. Yeah, no, Joe Pesci's incredible. In he's that. so he's good in anything that Scorsese has Joe Pesci in. Yep. He's normally the best actor in mm-hmm. there, and I don't know what Scorsese does to pull it out of him, but it's one of the reasons why I'm really excited for The Irishman because he got Joe Pesci to kind of come mm. out of retirement. Yep. He's like singing like Italian songs now. Yeah. For real, that's what he does with his time. Seriously? Yeah, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, the, 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 what am I funny to you? Yeah. What am I a clown? <laughs> huh? I love that scene. It's so good. 
Um, yeah, next he did uh, Cape Fear, which I haven't seen, but another Robert De Niro classic. Yeah. And that's more horror-based. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Casino is also dope. It's Sharon Stone. I believe Sharon Stone. I think you're right, but I... It's I Sharon Stone, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and it's like... It's it's Goodfellas again, but it's in Vegas. Yeah. And he's like... Robert De Niro is the best gambler, and he's like in charge of a casino, and it's like... It's just all about this crazy shit that happens. What Joseph said, you know, these hyper-violent people in these situations. Sharon Stone's like a drug addict, and he's married to Robert, you know, married Robert De Niro. It just goes through years, you know what I mean, of their relationships and everything that happens to him. Casino, it ends real bad. Casino, to me, is almost like Goodfellas light. Like, it, it, it feels so similar in a lot of ways. And I think I just prefer Goodfellas more. Yeah. but uh, They're very similar. They're films. very good movies. I mean, both of them. So next up we got uh, Gangs of New York, which I didn't know that he directed. Oh, what a great movie. Oh, yeah. If I, if I ever have three hours, I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. Have you never seen it? I've never seen it. Oh, my gosh, I've seen man. What? It is great. I've seen a bunch of Daniel Day-Lewis scenes. Oh, you seen the watch that. Yeah, so that's Bill the Butcher. And, like, Ooh, that's another one I could argue is like right that up there. That could be the and that's that this was his best. transition. I feel like to the second stage of his career because he kind of stopped using Robert De Niro as much, and he went to Leo. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like he uses his older guy in this one, you know, Daniel Day Lewis, who's like that's probably besides Last Mohicans my favorite Daniel Day Lewis role. Yeah, I think it is my favorite Daniel Day Lewis role. Like, he's just he's got this like physicality. Yeah, the yeah. way he like even like enters a room and he just talks to people. Yeah. It's both stupid cool and terrifying at the exact same time yeah um, that opening scene i always used to watch it with my brother my older brother yeah it's like the violent it's like a like two it's an irish gang yeah and like the natives and it's um just this crazy war where they have all these different nuts weapons john c Riley's in it like dude, yep. it's it's a nut scene you should watch it An- another movie about yeah. organized crime yeah just in like, New York isn't for- liam neeson in it too yep i think so yeah. he's yeah. his father he's yeah, leonardo DiCaprio's father yeah, it's 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 and uh you know who is uh, Tim Burton's wife's in it, Helena Bottom Carter. Yeah, it's and they There's all have like knives and like these crazy swords and like this dude's got this like not you like really act. need to watch it. Just. Yeah, I will. It is I will. Great. So yeah, we're we're hitting about the peak here. That's uh, when Leo was also like firing all cylinders and like yeah. transition from like yeah. Titanic bitch boy to like one of my favorite <laughs> actors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we follow that up with uh, the Aviator, which is about Howard Hughes, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Also starring Leo Blanchett. And John C. Riley, who yep. were both were in the, the last one. And that one is, it's long. It's yeah. long. It's one of the ones I can't get into. The plot, I've watched The Aviator probably four or five times. Um, it's, I think it's, all the performances are good, but like as a story, the story of Howard Hughes is not like driving. You nope. know what I mean? And like, yeah. We he kn- did a lot of interesting things. But it's not like a good narrative. Nope. It's it felt just, like more like a miniseries. Like it should have it been broken up. It would have been a up. good miniseries. Like yeah. you could have done hmm. these different stages. Because he did his like life. his Hollywood thing and he did yep. his crazy thing. But but yeah, I agree. It's 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 not his best work. That's fair. Well, we follow that up with what I would argue is one of his best works is The Departed. Yeah, incredible movie. And that's when he finally won Best Picture and or no Oscar Best Director. Mm-hmm. He won both. Yeah, it's a cops and robbers thing, but there's a mole on either side yeah, with Leo on, and, and yeah. Matt Damon. It's based on a Chinese movie, so it's a remake. Yeah, oh, what is the Inside name Inside Man or... Mm, something like that, yeah. Yeah, and it was it was a straight-up rip-off of, like, a triad and a cop. Yeah. And um, they just... I mean, it's a great story that they just rewrote. Yeah. I'll tell you who I love in that movie, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg's great in that movie. <laughs> he's so good. Yep. The whole, like, uh, he's like, uh, something about Got fucking your mother. Yeah. For that. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm fucking your mother. Where's your mother? She's fucking my father. Like I don't know, I don't know. The whole bit's great. Alec Baldwin, Matt Damon, 
Leo. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a great Jack, cast. Yeah. Everyone's last, really Jack good. That's the last Jack Nicholson like great role. You know what I mean? I think where he did like real good. He was like Dropkick Murphy, Matt Damon. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, I mean it's it, that's the other thing. It's a yeah. Boston movie, of course. It has Dropkick Murphy. So yeah, I mean I don't I don't know that The Departed is like to it's not like a new avenue for him. Like The Aviator was very different than yeah. most of the other stuff they've done. The Departed is kind of like a. Uh, a it's a modern version of what he's done. Yeah, before. he's he's it's it's really just he's just feels like I know how to do this and this is like the ideal version of this. Yeah, but updated. Yeah, it was. It, so yeah, I mean, like the definitely like Goodfellas was like newer yeah. at the time, but this is the same thing, but more focused. Mm-hmm. Um, he followed that up with Shutter Island, also with Leo. There's a lot of fucking Leo. I don't and know I, if yeah. I recognize Shutter, that. That's my underrated one for him. I it's love not that bad. movie. Because I didn't I see a it. lot of people see the ending coming. I did not. Yeah. See, I, and that's the thing. The, Michelle Williams. The, the ending whole, is still so like the whole know. movie's based on if you see the, if you see the ending in the beginning, then that movie's wasted on you. See, I disagree because I I don't think the movie depends on the twist for it to be an enjoyable oh, movie. I do. Um, I think it's like an M Night Shyamalan movie. In it that. is definitely Scorsese Shyamalan movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But I mean, it's it's a good it's a good venture into like psychological thriller. He's got like a I don't know his, his aesthetic of the whole island, yep. mm-hmm. especially from Leo's perspective. Is you know it, it, you feel like a crazy person as you're following him. Yeah, and um, it's like a better done Shyamalan. Like you know what <laughs> I mean? Like true. cinematography. Like you know yeah, Michelle no. Williams is great in it. Leo's great. Who's the bad guy? I can't remember. I can't want to say Ed Harris, but it's not Ed Harris. Yeah, I can't remember either. I can't remember either. He made Hugo, which I'm going to skip over because it was just a jerk-off to the Academy to get him an Oscar. Mission accomplished. Um, I never saw it. I never saw it. It's a kid's movie, but it's about the magic of film, and it's fuck off. I just fucking hate it. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. (laughs) Which is again a lot of criminals, a lot of celebration of criminal. But God, he makes being a criminal look cool. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a, that's a dope movie. Man, super stylized. Th- I wish I wish Leo had won an Oscar for for climbing out of the car and to to get to the phone <laughs> yeah. while yep. he's like on the quaaludes. Yeah. Ah, fuck! I just love. I what honest, is the name I, of those special quaaludes? Oh, that scene's dope. There's With Jonah Hill, they call it something because it's don't like remember. the rare ones, but. I honestly think Leo is better in this movie than he is in The Revenant. I absolutely yeah, 100%. agree. Uh, they gave him The Revenant they because they fucked him on this. Because they messed up the year prior. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Jonah uh, Hill's great in that movie. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. He is so is awesome. So he's so good. He's in like, you know, three minutes. But yeah, yeah. he's great. Yeah, yeah. Minutes he, he leaves did. a good impression. He's so good in those three minutes that they had to include him in the trailer. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And his wife is... Uh, Margot Robbie. That's, Margot what put Robbie. Her on, that's what put her on the scene. Absolutely. And now she's the, the leading, I mean, she's the A-list person. Yeah. yeah. She's um, so hot in that movie. She is. Um, but, like, you know, it's, it's a movie that's got very snappy pacing. It, it constantly, like... Kyle Chandler. What? Yeah, Kyle Chandler. That's He's the, the cop who's hunting him down. Right. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Wait, smart pacing? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I know. Like, like, the cutting from, from scene to scene to, mm-hmm. you know, all the dry... I mean, so this one, this one famously starts off real strong with uh, Leo <laughs> snorting some cocaine out of a stripper's butthole. Yeah. And yep. it's, uh, I don't know, that, I feel like that's a good indicator for, for the, the pace at which this movie, movie. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, breaks the fourth wall, right? Yeah, several yeah. times. It's, I, it's, it's kind of Jordan, Jordan Belfort telling his own story. Yeah, I yep. enjoy that part. Yeah, it's, it's really good. And then the most recent movie is one that none of us have seen, which is Silence, which is with Adam I've seen Silence. You've seen Silence? Yeah, oh, it's good. Sorry. And, uh, and it, it, 
It's good. It's, it's all about... Um, uh, missionaries in Japan, right? Yeah, Christian missionaries in Japan during when they were like feudal Japan with, and they were into like, like whatever they worshipped back then. Liam Neeson's in it as like a, an older uh, Christian missionary who's been captured and turned. Uh, Adam Driver, who's Kylo Ren, and Andrew Garfield is Spider-Man. He's Kyle, Kylo Ren and Spider-Man are in that movie? Yep. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking crazy too movie. too close to what uh, our normal they, podcast is. They <laughs> lost a lot of weight. Like they, they definitely got into the role. It's... It's definitely powerful. Like mm-hmm. they went through a lot. Um, the scenery is really good, but it's it's like a smaller kind of movie. Mm. So so I mean, like just just summing up the stuff that we just looked at. I mean, he's pretty versatile. He's done uh, yeah, a, a pretty wide variety of things. Obviously, the crime stories following the the organized crime families are kind of his niche and his yeah, his I'll, best stuff. I'll stack Departed, Casino, and Goodfellas against you know anything. Three, just you know, three good yeah. well, Actually, not even take Casino out. So, you know, Wolf of, Wolf of Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street, The Departed, and, and Goodfellas. Yeah, you you, stack, you could put those three against you know, almost any, any director. Any director. Yeah. So I mean, that's he's doing something. I mean, Scorsese is without a doubt one of the best, and for like four decades now, the guy has consistently put out. Yeah, I think like five decades. Yeah, probably. You know, I can't do math, so. Um, yeah, he's yes, yeah, the seventies. Yeah. yeah, so. And he's been doing it longer, for sure. You know, he's got more misses, you know, but he's got a lot of hits. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I definitely, I mean, it, it would be very easy to say that Scorsese very much influenced Tarantino's style going to Quentin. Yeah. In, in that, you Pulp know. Pulp Fiction, for sure. Yeah, you know. the, the Reservoir the, Dogs. Quentin Tarantino, also very, very stylized. Praises um, the criminals. Yeah, praises the criminals, very stylized camera work and editing. Um, hyper-violent. Hyper-violent. There's there's a lot of similarities, but yeah, it starts Which off. Which is why we chose to compare them. It, it yeah. is. It's almost it's almost <laughs> like we we thought about this before we started. Um, it starts off with uh, Reservoir Dogs, which is I think early '90s. It's yep. got uh, who's famous in that? Tim Roth. Tim Roth. Michael Madsen. Michael yeah. Madsen's not famous. Michael Mann. I mean Tim. Tim. No, Tim. Was, you, you got it right. But he's not famous. <laughs> Tim Roth's not really all that famous either. Um, or certainly <laughs> certainly wasn't when Reservoir Reservoir Dogs came out. Harvey Keitel. Yeah, yeah, Harvey Keitel. It's got the usual Steve suspects. Yeah, Steve, Steve, <laughs> hold on, Steve yeah. Buscemi. And then, I don't know who the... Uh, so oh, Tarantino. Kicks, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this also kicks off one of the things he's famous for, which is story, plot, or story points out of order mm-hmm. that they actually yes. occur. Because this story follows like the aftermath of a bank... Was it a bank robbery gone yes. wrong? And then kind of all the... All the bank robbers turning against each other and... So like, basically they, the narrative they're using is like flash forward flashbacks. Yeah. And a lot of movies stole from Reservoir Dogs, like like Boondock Saints. A lot of these movies that came out, these 90s action movies, they started doing a lot of that, mm-hmm. too. Mementos like that. Yeah, the crazy thing is they just don't do it as well. Like, it no. makes sense within Tarantino movies, but very rarely. I get, Memento, it works pretty great in Memento, yeah, yeah. but the rest of them, you're right. Like, he just... He does. He just kills it. But Reservoir Dogs is great. Like it's it's tight. It takes place in like one fucking warehouse. Mm-hmm. It was made. You know. It, I mean, the budget of that movie was made for nothing. Oh it's, yeah. That that brings up the other thing that Tarantino's very famous for, which is his dialogue writing. Which is strange because he's a weird fuck in real life. Yeah. But he's he's known for writing very yep. down to earth, like relatable dialogue, as opposed to like you know, I don't, not that movies are lofty, but they're kind of things that normal people don't mm-hmm. say. Um, you know, you start off with the Steve Buscemi rant on about like why he doesn't tip. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's like dope. a great scene. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, I was thinking for action scenes, like I love Michael Michael Madsen, yeah. cutting the ear off and then the dancing around. Yeah, with the, like that's just like classic Tarantino, and that it's like his music is a big part of his movies. Definitely sure. true. Yep. More than any other director, I think. You know, he has very good choice in, in music and like how it plays into what's going on. Yeah. You know? 
What I what what's amazing to me about Reservoir Dogs is it's Tarantino's first movie, and it's still one of his best. Absolutely, you know, like mm-hmm. he hits it, he hits the ground running, knocks it out of the park on the first try. Uh, really holds up, holds up really real well. It does. Yeah, um, and that brings us to his second one, which is probably his most iconic and yeah. very arguably his best one, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what to say. I mean, it's just a great movie. It's it's phenomenal. Also, I mean, it's the use of all the things he does he did in Reservoirs. But I would say what I would say. You know, I've, it's probably changed since now. But when I told her when one time when I got hired, what my favorite movie was, it was Pulp Fiction because Pulp Fiction's dope, dude. It's just cool as shit, man. It's yeah. cool as shit. It's uh again, you know, the 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 amount of iconic scenes and lines in that mm-hmm. movie are too many to count, too many to to recount here. It revitalized what is his name, John, John Travolta. Travolta's career a little bit. Uh, very iconic. Probably put Samuel L. on the jet, on the map. Bruce yep. Willis. Uh, Bruce Willis is good in it. Uh, what's, what's her face from um, the one who's in all of them? Uh, what's her name? Bond chick from Kill Bill. Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. Yep. Yeah, Uma Thurman. Classic Uma Thurman. Yeah, Bruce Willis. That's the one. Who, that's Willis the one who Uma put Thurman her on the map too. Yeah, and yeah. and Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames is great. And the the famous Gimp dungeon Gimp. scene. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, it's it's again like it, it's almost too good of a movie to sit down and, and break down. But yeah. it's, it's essentially it's building on all the same kind of elements yeah. that he established in Reservoir Dogs, but with even more style and, and, you know, greater memorable scenes and dialogue. Yeah, the scene in the pawn shop when he's just, like, he's picking up different weapons. Uh-huh. Like, like I said, I mean, I think Scorsese's got a good, strong list, but there's probably no movie, like, if we're talking one movie, it's Pulp Fiction. Yeah. That's better it's than any there. movie. We keep that, talking. Let's keep, yeah. let's keep going. <laughs> let's keep going. Um, so that follows up with Jackie Brown, which is my least favorite Tarantino yeah, film. Yeah, I don't love it. It's I've Jackie it. Brown's underrated for i've sure. seen it one it's time. not bad i didn't care for yeah it. uh robert de niro mm-hmm. uh, robert de niro's good in it yes yeah, yeah that's what I, uh, jackie brown sam jackson yeah keep going um oh i don't know who else is in there yeah but it's I, I would say it's it's based on a novel so he didn't write a lot of it i think he took some of that mm-hmm. so i think that's probably why it's like not as strong as some of the other ones it definitely doesn't have the same like iconic yeah tarantino it's definitely feel. it feels more translated it doesn't feel as tarantino yeah. because i think it's it's not an it's not as independent work it's yeah. all it's also shot like in order it doesn't have yeah. any of the time jumps mm-hmm. which are kind of you know one of his staples yeah it's it's not bad it's it can, you know comparatively to most movies it's better than transformers for sure yeah. but it's yeah. uh, it's definitely not the best one on this it's, list. I mean, we're talking about the, it's the weakest of the three yeah. we talked. So following up with the the Death Proof and the Grindhouse, I've never seen feature. Grindhouse. I have not either. Anybody seen Grindhouse? I've seen. I know him and Robert Rodriguez are buddy buddies. So. Yeah, I've seen the Tarantino part of Grindhouse, which is uh, Death, Death Proof. Proof, and it's yeah. you know it's got um. Kurt Russell is the villain, and he's like race. He's like a car racer, stunt racer, and it's got Zoe Bell, who's like a Hollywood stunt actress. I don't know why he cast her. I think Tarantino is just reaching there, you know. Yeah, she's not great, but it's a lot of like on top of cars going crazy, and it turns the movie on its head because like Kurt Russell's a bad guy, and you realize these girls are not to be fucked with, and then Kurt Russell's like running from these crazy fucking car bitches who are like out to get him almost. Mm. So it's it's not good. Fair say, enough. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if I had... You know what's cool about it? It has practical effects. Like, he definitely fucked up a bunch of, like, you know, badass... I think it's, like, Chargers or well, whatever. Well, isn't that supposed to be the whole point of Grindhouse? Is like, it's it's supposed to be a tribute to those movies. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. him doing them. It's, 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 not... it's definitely good for that. Yeah. But I, I, I never... It never interests Nips me. Nips would hate it. If, if I had a complaint about Tarantino films as a whole, it's his faith in Kurt Russell. 
in several things on here, this yeah. list. Kurt um, Russell's fucked him on a couple. Yeah. So that brings us to the next one, which is uh, Kill Bill Parts 1 and 2, which he considers one movie, but they're not one movie. No, because one's good and one's not so good. Correct. Well, <laughs> one's, one's good and one's fine. Good. Yeah. I said not so good. It's still good. It's just one's better though. Yeah, yeah one one is the best one. It's got it's, it's got. It doesn't start with that scene in the house where she goes to. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a great scene. This the, the second fight one starts in the, the church, right? It goes the flashback to the the church. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It is. Well, the first one's also got her fighting the crazy eighty-eights in Japan. Mm-hmm. That's a great and scene. Goku. Isn't her name? What's her name? I can't remember. Right. I can't remember. Yeah, the, but uh, you know Lucy Liu's bodyguard. Who's mm. who's fucking dope? Uh, um, I love the the move your big toe bit mm-hmm. in the back of the truck. Um, my name's Book, and I'm here to fuck. Oh yeah, uh, oh, the movie's good. That's that's got to be like one of the most satisfying like writing yes. moments yeah. ever. But that's very stylized. Like I like the scene where she gets the sword from a Atiri. Oh yeah, Atiri Hawans. I think it is. Hanzo. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what it is. There's just it's. It's its own world. That's such, oh, dude, that is such a great yeah, scene. Yeah, where like, she sits down for, you know. Sushi, chef? I got vermin to kill. And it's so stylized. Yeah, the whole, so the whole thing. So stylized. Whole oh, and it's got that great anime sequence in it. Where, yeah. Where, where they go through, uh, what's her name? Lucy Lucy, 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 Lucy Lucy's character, her yeah. backstory is like, How you know, she took over the triad or yeah. whatever. Yes. It's a good movie. Yeah. And then it's followed up with part two, which. It's the, good too. I mean, it's not bad. The best part is the, the fight against uh, Daryl Hannah, which is like early yeah. on. I really, I enjoy the interaction of her and Bill when she finally like arrives, like the kind of like back and forth conversation they yeah. have. But it, the problem for me with two is it's, I don't, I don't necessarily like the reward. I liked not yeah. having the reward. I liked like the, the struggle part of it. You know what I mean? Does that yeah, make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah. Which is all first, the first one is. Right. There's no payoff in the first one. Yeah. Two's, two's definitely, like I said, you have to watch one to appreciate two. The for Black sure. Mamba. But mm. uh, you know, I like that scene where she's you know she's buried alive. Like that's pretty good. There's a lot of cool stuff in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. It's, it's the guy with the, the whole, Fu Manchu. Yeah, like her her, her uh, mentor is super fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. And her ripping the other girl's eye out. Like there's a lot of good stuff. And I mean, you know, this 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 whole series is like a love letter to like old kung fu movies and yep. all, like like and it, westerns at the and same westerns at, at and the kung, same yeah it's definitely. like a spaghetti western yeah. and a kung fu movie absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, no, so one of the things, I mean, one of the things both these guys are famous for, and like Scorsese even now, is they uh, both watch movies all the time. They I watch, watch every Kill movie. Bill again. <laughs> um, Kill Bill is good. And, and so like Tarantino's really good at mashing up things that he's already seen into like mm-hmm. new things with his own style with, with a, a new twist on it. I mean, he does that with the, uh, I think the next movie we're going to talk about, Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards, which is kind of a revisionist Nazi uh, spy drama. It's not spy drama, it's spy comedy almost. Have you ever Black seen comedy. The, have you ever seen the original Inglorious Bastards? No. I didn't know there was an original. Yeah, Inglourious well, Bastards. it's absolutely nothing like it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you know, same thing, like a World War II, like team yeah. up movie or whatever, but it's from like the 60s. And so it's not really, his movie is not really a remake as much as it is like it takes the name and some of the elements of mm. it and, and you know incorporates it but it goes back to what you're talking about him being like you know a cinephile and just taking these things and, and reusing them in cool inventive ways mm. uh, i love inglorious bastards it is my favorite tarantino movie that opening with christoph oh Waltz it's, is it's the best tension. opening of anything yeah it's, the tension there is great with the pipes and mm-hmm. one he goes through three different languages and in every three and all three of them he's super intimidating and he just is like so smooth and yet horrifying yeah and uh it's so great it's it's the best opening sequence of any movie it, mm-hmm. it's in my opinion it's Au just revoir, <laughs> 
I mean, one of the reasons I like it is because I feel like it's the most Tarantino-y. Yeah. It, it feels super stylized. It's very heavy on the dialogue. It feels the most... On, I, it was just funny. I didn't know it was adapted, but it feels like the most him and the least like pulled yeah. from other influences. Um, you guys know the, the basement in the bar. Yes, yeah. the Mexican what? standoff. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, it's always these like these casual conversations and these high tension violent situations. Mm-hmm. You know, he does that a lot, but and he does a great job of of using violence in different ways because the, the the time with the bear Jew yeah. and the bat, <laughs> yeah. like. That shit's hilarious. It's so funny, which is crazy because it's crazy violent, but yep. it's, he uses it for comedy. But then there are other moments where he'll, like, you know, like when uh, I can't remember the, the girl's name, but she's getting choked out by uh, Christoph himself. Waltz. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Christoph Waltz's character. Yeah. Um, like, that shit's horrifying. And he just he lingers on that. I mean, he literally choked her. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Like, the, the, the way he uses it in different ways, I think, is, is a unique thing to Tarantino. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, iconic scene. It's got the, the opening sequence. It's got the, the bar scene with Michael Fassbender. Yeah. And, um, and the scene where I mean, super dude, tense. Michael Fassbender is great in that movie. Freaking Mike Myers is Mike in that Myers movie. Mike Myers is in that movie. <laughs> uh, so many famous people. I like how it ends in a movie theater. Yeah. So Tarantino. And, it, you know, lights the film on fire. And, I mean, the whole thing is great. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, it's it's not yeah I, I like have you guys heard a theory that all these movies have the tarantino universe oh that's a real yeah, thing yeah. yeah so i mean all these movies are connected in their own way and i, I hope that you know we start seeing i would some, love some easter like eggs i want easter eggs is like a movie that well, they, combines them all together they, they've already you know they've already put easter eggs that's why people think they're in the yeah, same I want universe. more easter eggs in this next one now. they will because here i think that's how he considers them like some of them are in the same universe some of them are allegedly you know, like but they all exist together somehow yeah um, so yeah, no, Inglorious Bastards to me is the best one, but you know, I, I, I'm okay with Pulp We're going to talk about the next one, best one. That's uh, the best one. Is it Django? Yep. Is that we're going to Django Unchained starring Jamie Foxx, also Christoph Waltz, and Leo DiCaprio fucking killing other thing he could have won for. Yeah. And Sam Realistically. Jackson. And oh. Sam Jackson. And uh, uh, they are, is that, is, that is my favorite Tarantino. So this is, this is, so if we're talking about like mix up movies, like what is this one? Is it like a, Again, it's, it's, it's a, a Western. western. This one's pretty much Western. Is it through like and through, a Western revenge? Is it, yeah. yeah, it's definitely no. Like it's a it's also uh, isn't it like black exploitation? It kind of seems black exploitation. Yeah, it's like yeah. a Western black exploitation movie. That's fair. I don't. It, it's it's like super Westerny. So I guess I don't. But you know that you say it. Yeah, yeah. Black exploitation. But I mean, yeah, it's a slave that rises up and just kills all the white men. Mm-hmm. I mean, that movie is just so good. I like the opening of this movie too. Yep. They ca- you know where Christoph Waltz catches him is like you yeah. know what I mean, and he's. But I love the scene where Django shows up to the plantation, and he's looking for the three, the you know, the boys, uh-huh. and he's just talking to the plantation owner, who's uh, Don Johnson. And, oh yeah, and he's like, you know, get off that. Ho-. And uh, there's just so much. Yeah, well, uh, it's so funny and violent. It has everything. Like, dude, it will say it has one of the best endings in a Tarantino movie. Yeah, like just, with the the shootout in the mm-hmm. plantation is blows incredible. everybody out. Also, a great use of music in that one because for the most part, it, it leans heavy into like the the western style. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't go anywhere else but then there's a great fight scene where it's got like uh jay-z yeah in it, yeah in the middle of it that like totally throws you off but it fits so well into exactly where you're at it's 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 better than i give it credit for as a whole it's just, the only downside of this movie is it followed inglorious bastards i probably carrie washington's great in that movie like yeah, she it's is. just yeah. it's a cool story i just really i was really into the the story there's the very famous scene where leo cuts his hand mid-scene like he's actually yeah. rubbing his own blood on carrie washington's face yeah. it's fucking serious that whole dinner scene the tension like you can't mm-hmm. and sam yeah. jackson also could have got nominated like yeah he's, he's, he's so he's good 
good. Now, granted, yeah. this movie definitely highlights the one of the things that people complain about Tarantino a lot, which is that he really likes to use the N-word in his scripts. Yeah. For sure. And this movie is leaning on that heavy because it's in, you know, the slave south. Yeah. yeah. Like heavy, like as slavey as the south isn't got. There yeah. like a Mississippi. Crazy, isn't like a crazy statistic where like the average is like every 12 seconds or it's something, something like, like that. that. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot in this movie. I, the most uncomfortable time he uses it is in Pulp Fiction when he's talking about the dead guy in the car. Yeah, yeah. that's that fair. Is, that one is uncomfortable that's for fair. me. But, and then uh, his, his last movie. And then his last one, which is The Hateful Eight, which is his divisive. It's his worst one. I quite like it. Look, I think it has some of his best dialogue in mm-hmm. it. Like, there's a lot... There's not a lot to it. Yeah. It's these guys in a cabin, you know. But there's a, the, some of the conversations and interactions are really great between people. But it dials down, I think, on some of the, the like, hyper-violence. And, uh, uh, I don't know. It's got quite... Well, and it's the, just not as prevalent in that movie. It's, yeah. I mean, there's definitely not as much... The, the whole thing is... I, I honestly think he just thought, it's like, what if I just made a movie... About a bunch of guys in a room. <laughs> well, it yeah. wasn't a movie. It was a play. It he is, it is he very wrote much a play, and then he decided to adapt it. So it's yeah. more like... And you could tell it's a play, because it takes place in one little area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, like, I forget. Channing Tatum's in that movie. I completely for forget For, like, two that. seconds. Yeah, yeah, like, why would he even take that role? Like, I don't know. There's a lot to that you movie. Why would he be in a Tarantino movie? But, yeah, but I mean, the, the worst part of the movie is Kurt Russell, and he dies early, which is fine. Jennifer Jason Lee's great in it. Um, you know, Sam Jackson's always great in it. This, this movie I would have liked Jennifer... I heard he wanted Jennifer Lawrence for that role, and she turned down. I would have liked that more. Interesting. The, th- the thing I like about this movie is that, so Sam Jackson, he and Tarantino are great for each other mm-hmm. because, you know, Sam Jackson's a great presence, but he's also like the perfect guy to deliver Tarantino dialogue. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's almost no one else that can do that, like, at the same level. I think Walton Goggins is close. I thought he was fantastic yeah. as far as, like... Just, he was a great cast for that He movie. was a great cast, and he's a great addition to, like, that, you know, again, like, the, his style of dialogue mm-hmm. that he just sells it really well. So, I, I don't know. That was, that was the revelation in that movie to me that makes me like it more. Sam Jackson and Walton Goggins both are fantastic in that movie, and... Everything put, else is okay. I put it at the bottom of the list only because the list is so strong. Like mm-hmm. I yeah. do prefer it to say like Jackie Brown, but uh, or Grindhouse. But it's uh, you know when you compare it's it better to than like, those two. Yeah, probably. when you when you compare it to Pulp Fiction and and Django uh, and Inglorious and Inglorious, like it falls the list. But it's still like a crop above. You know, yeah. what most people are gonna. Make. I need to revisit that. The thing with that movie, it's so fucking long. It's, it's real long. It's three hours. long. I don't I mean, have three hours to sit there. That's like, how I feel about Gangs of New York. <laughs> That's Dude, worth you really it. Should. No, that's, that's worth good. it. <laughs> so, so, where are we at? I, I, well, so we, we've got. It's actually really hard. Is it? I or have it. I know which way I'm leaning. I, I feel like just by the excitedness of discussion, I feel like it's pretty easy to tell. We're more excited about one than the other. You got. You guys go first. See if you sway me. So okay. So yeah. Well, I'm I'm going Tarantino. One, I've just seen more of his movies. I understand that Scorsese's more seminal. He's He's done a lot more stuff. He innovated a lot of stuff that Tarantino's come to build on. Uh, but Tarantino's just like, he's so singular in the sense that I don't think there's anyone else that does anything close to what he does. That's true. And every single movie on this this list is strong. Even I'm, I'm Jackie Brown's the worst one to me, but Jackie Brown is still pretty darn good, and I'll yeah. watch it anytime. So, I mean, for me, it's Tarantino. Ian? Oh, I don't know. I was thinking Tarantino, but now I'm thinking... If I'm picking one movie, I think the best movie out of all of these. You said it was Pulp Fiction. You've already made that claim. Yeah, it's Pulp Fiction. But I think if we're looking at just like three, I might like Wolf of Wall Street, Goodfellas, and Departed more than Pulp Fiction, Django, and Inglorious. And he's got a stronger body work. I'm going to go Scorsese. Wow. Better than Tarantino to go against Nips. 
because I like, you know, I think also I think Tarantino, like what he said, he's adopted a lot of what from Scorsese. Tarantino wouldn't exist probably without Scorsese. That's definitely true. true. Yeah. So, you know, I think Scorsese has, you know, laid the plan down. Tarantino's, you know, kind of taken that and ran with a little bit, but I think he's got a better body of work. And and to to build on your point, you know, you talk about him being like a, a you know, an influencer, but... He's still been building and improving, you know, even during Tarantino. Like, again, he's been doing this for like 50 years, mm-hmm. but he's still making good. Like, Wolf of Wall Street was four years ago. Yep. Great. Silence, I haven't seen it, was like two years ago. Yep. Also, and apparently, great. They yeah. both have The Irishman and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, we should talk about. Coming the Irishman is going to be probably another one of these that we're going to fucking love, I hopefully. Mean, it, it's a Netflix movie, which makes yeah. me nervous. But and it's, isn't it the most expensive Netflix ever movie? Made. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. First time I think the three of them have ever. Oh, and Al, yeah, Pacino, yeah. Basically, it's got every one of all his old people. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be. And it's about um, Jimmy Hoffa, who is the mob guy, and he got found buried in San Francisco, I think. No, he never has been found. Oh, he never got found? No, that's that's like yeah, the winner's Jimmy where, Hoffa. I where his grave is. <laughs> so I don't know. Geraldo Rivera thought he found it, but he did not. He didn't find him. No. But I, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm going to say. Like I said, I think also, you know, discussion warrants different opinions. That's for fair. sure. It's it's difficult. One, all the pressures. Yeah, on now me. you're the tiebreaker. <laughs> Deciding factor. It's difficult because I think, to Joseph's point, Tarantino is basically all hits. You know what I mean? Like, well, ev- every movie he's made. Look, I, hold I, on, I, Grindhouse. Look, I agree with you. Grindhouse Jackie is Brown a and Hateful Eight are not hit. I mean, I, love I think Hateful Eight is a hit. Yeah. I think Grindhouse is probably exactly what he wanted to make. It just doesn't appeal to a large yeah. audience. And Jackie Brown is a good movie, but it's just it's not his best work. Um, whereas Scorsese has some misses but he's been making movies for so long and he's made so many but i think i have to go with scorsese is better than tarantino oh! damn for two reasons for you two had me, reasons. you had me going the other way on that one i, I was like <laughs> jones going the other way no for two reasons number one because i do think we wouldn't have that was a really good point i don't think you would have tarantino without scorsese yep. he, he definitely birthed it uh the other thing and this is the, what joseph just said is that he's just evolved he's like look i don't like hugo but the yep. fact the guy who made the departed made a kids movie that was you know oscar worthy is pretty incredible i yep. you know i don't tarantino's never also, done that so i can't say if he can to your point he's done different things he's yes. done a historical oh, yeah. movies and a violent movies and a kids movie tarantino does one track and he does that one track amazing but who's the more well-rounded filmmaker? I mean, yeah. is that what we're arguing? To the, who's better? Who's, I mean, that's a trait that makes him better. I, I guess so. Yeah, I, I would go Scorsese greater than Tarantino. Fair enough. It's decided. Fuck you, Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that cool. was fun. That yeah, like, was fun. I, I, I like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah well, so we'll, we'll uh, hopefully... We, we don't have a lot coming out in the next couple of weeks, so hopefully we'll do a couple more of these in the, uh, in the coming weeks, coming months. Yep. Um, but in the meantime, what have we been watching, guys? Uh, I started two different animes, and I quit them both, Ian, so you won't have to hear me talk about them. Can you uh, tell me which one so I don't start them? Seven Deadly Sins okay. on Netflix. It's Look, I realize that like kind of weird sexual assault things pop up in, in anime. Like, for example, <laughs> a very classic. It is a thing. You know, so like, why do you watch it? So it's really <laughs> bad in seven. Like it opens really bad in seven daily sense, and I just couldn't handle it. Like it, it's just it's just too much. I couldn't do it. The other one was called Children of the Whales, mm. or Children of the Whale, and it it was interesting, but it's it's very like almost ethereal and so much so that there's not enough backstory. I was three or four episodes in, and I'm still like kind of confused about what's 
really happening in this world and everyone's really caught up in their thoughts and feelings. Mm. And I would like to understand a little bit more the boundaries of the world we live in uh, so that I can appreciate those thoughts and feelings. Um, so I, I will not continue either. Other than that, the only other thing I watched is I went back and watched Rogue Nation, which is, God, it's up there, man. It for a, it, it may be better Rogue than Ghost Nation. Protocol. Mission, oh Mission yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Besides Sean Harris, who I like Sean Harris more in six. Well, yeah, because Rogue Nation has the the side cargo plane, yeah. which is fucking amazing. It, it, I forget how cool that scene is because it's like it's just a plane, but you can tell he's on that fucking plane. It's a plane. great way and to like open the that movie. yeah, and also the underwater heist. Yep, and also where he's going on the motorcycle and he crashes the car like in it like yeah. triple fucking flips. Yeah, that's I good. like Re- is it Rebecca Ferguson? Yeah, mm-hmm. I like her more. She's in better Rogue in Nation. five than six. Yeah. Uh, I like I said the the only the thing that would probably put it a the only reason why I probably put it underneath Fallout is I think Fallout probably has more insane stunts because like the underwater heist is definitely like it doesn't feel as real as no I which is crazy because he did hold his breath like yeah. he was doing that but they just added some CG stuff on top yeah. of it yeah. uh, and Sean Harris I. I I Sean Harris, th- I don't think he's a great villain, but I think he's better in Fallout with the beard. Yeah, with the ah. beard, he's more intimidating. <laughs> yeah. He looks too much like Simon Pegg he in does. Rogue Nation. <laughs> he does. What have you been watching? Um, I haven't watched. My, I watched The Meg, and did you like it? It's a huge shark movie with Jason Statham, and I liked it. It's like it made a bunch of money. Yeah, it's a fun end of summer romp. As I put on Letterbox, yeah, it's, we're, we're Letterbox buddies now. Yep. Oh, I need to get on the Letterbox. You need thing. to get on that. It's fun. Um, but yeah, no, it's Jason Statham definitely didn't work out because he's wearing a shirt the entire time, like a full body <laughs> wetsuit. But the shark's cool as hell. Um, it's it takes too much time, like getting into like the shark eating people. You know, the story is like they find the Mariana Trench where you know James Cameron kind of they found that it like there's like the bottom's not really the bottom. It's like this cloud of like dust and they go under and it's like a second bottom mm-hmm. and that's where like all these prehistoric megs and squids have been living and two of them get let out through you know whatever reason doesn't matter and then you know it's just straight killing and and helicopter shooting a shark so it's two megalodons mm-hmm. oh whoa we've ruined but this movie at, for I'll you. at the end jason Statham literally with his bare hand and a knife takes down a megalodon that sounds pretty awesome okay I, you're all, you sold me yeah. and i've been playing some video games i got god of war on ps4 which i hear is really good it's like the thor movies he's got an axe he it, it returns to you it's you're going through the nine realms i'm in the dark elf realm right now it's real fucking good yeah everyone so, says it's great anyway that's it sounds awesome i've been continuing my anime i don't love it as much but i've hit the point where I don't have to actively watch it anymore so I can, like, do other stuff, like laundry and whatever. <laughs> and I'll probably find a better one after this, but I feel like I have to finish it at yeah. this point. So it's it's the problem is it's got... It, so it, it's like a an ensemble cast, a very large ensemble cast. So, I mean, there's at least 30, like, named characters that you're following. Mm-hmm. And the problem is there's, like, three of them that are cool. Yeah. And I want to see what happens with three of those characters, but I don't give a fuck about any other ones. But... Here we are. I'm, I'm finishing it up. Uh, the other thing I watched was the uh, the newest DC animated movie, which is The Death of Superman. Oh, I want to watch that. Which they've done before. They did do Superman Doomsday was their first like you know DVD release DC animated movie, and I still think that one's pretty good. But this one's really good. Really? Yeah. Um, do you it, see other superheroes fighting Doomsday? Yes. I want to see like a bunch of them, like the Green Lantern. Yeah, you know he, he there's a, there's a whole sequence where he just takes down the rest of the Justice League. That's cool. Is it long? 
Well, so that's the thing. So the the that like this movie, and I mean, it's not a spoiler because the name of it is Death of Superman. But the movie almost ends at the death of Superman. It's okay. very close. So it's it's very much. And I hate that they have to do this like every five years. Because the DC animated movies do the best job, but they make a movie like every five years, like, hey, Superman's really cool, guys. You should check him out. And that's kind of what this movie is. Most of it is like, here's why Superman is still relevant, why mm-hmm. he's a good character, why he's a good role model, like why why you should like Superman is what the majority of this movie is. And then, you know, there's the Justice League fight scene, there's a Superman fighting Doomsday, there's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's very well done. It actually incorporates a lot of elements from Justice League, the movie. Mm-hmm. But like better, <laughs> so uh, no. I, if if that's the sort of thing you like, and or if if you're on the fence about Superman and you feel like yeah, maybe maybe he's a boring character. Maybe I've never really been into him. Check it out and see how you like it. Because other than All Star All Star Superman, I think this is the best Superman movie they've made. So. Interesting. But I think is that it. Well, do you want to do hit Hard Knocks real fast? Oh yeah, episode no. one. You haven't watched it, but uh, yeah, you, Ian and I have. Been you want to wait till he watches? Do next week do a double? If we you can want do that. to, yeah, I'll check it out. Okay, let's yep. wait. All right, cool. Every, everybody, if you haven't seen it, you should start watching yeah, Hard Knocks because it's a good season so far. Yeah, the, the first episode is the best one in years. Yeah. And we'll, we'll do a deep dive maybe next week at the end of what, we're, what we've been watching. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you like this, subscribe, rate, tell a friend, tell all your friends, tell all your enemies, tell everyone you've ever met. If you want to reach us, if you want to give us some more directors to compare, we'd really try, I mean, for this particular one, we tried to find like a theme between the, the directors. And if you could find other ones that are like this, that have a connection, we'd love to do that. Um, you can reach us at betterthantransformers at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter and Facebook at BT Transformers. Thanks to Zach Evans for art and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys next week. Later.